0: Welcome to Locked On NFL, your daily podcast on the National Football League on the number one daily sports podcast network. Brian Peacock here with Matt Williamson. You can find me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can find Matt at Williamson NFL. I've had some really good conversations recently on Twitter with a lot of you folks, though, so I appreciate that. Uh, Sometimes in the DMs, sometimes uh, just out in the regular Twitter world, and um, yeah, I think that's... With the way things are going on in the world, Matt, right now, I think we need some one-to-one talks sometimes. More people talking to each other instead of lobbying insults from long distance, right?
1: Yeah, no question about it. And we've had some really good conversations the last week or two here, too, with a lot more guests than usual. Uh, there's not a ton going on in the NFL world, but I, I love it. And then if any of you guys have requests for guests, that's that's worked out well, too. Certainly, don't don't be bashful about throwing out names you'd like to have on the pod.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, even tag the guests you want to hear. Let them know that that we're looking right. for them. And yeah, we'll we'll be in contact with them and get them on. It's always fun. And we still have to talk with a lot of folks here on the network. It's fun to, to get deep in with some of the knowledge of some of the hosts here on the network. We will continue to do that throughout the offseason, have some other shows and some other fun things that we're doing. There is some overflow from yesterday's. Twitter Thursday, uh, we didn't. We got kind of long-winded and got deep into a couple of questions. We didn't hit a lot of them, so there's still some good ones I want to touch on. We had talked about one that was thrown out there, Matt, and I worked on it, and I can't find a team that has a bigger gap between their number one guy and their next guy than the New York Giants. It's Saquon Barkley, nobody else near the top 100 right now. I looked hard. There's some bad rosters out there, but... Most of them yeah. have at least a couple of good players that are that are close to the top 100 or a couple guys in the top 100. Even if overall their roster isn't that good.
1: Yeah, hey, I'm not sure who it is. Like since then, I kind of thought about the Bills, but they just added stuff on digs. I thought you know Tredavis White could stand alone. You know I think Edmonds is an up and comer. They have a good roster though, but it's kind of a a lot of B and B minus guys as opposed to you know I mean it's not it's you know not a, a big. You know, huge gap there. They don't have a superstar. But I was thinking about them. I, I thought about the Colts a little bit before, and but before they signed DeForest Buckner or t- traded for Buckner, you know, maybe it was Quentin Nelson, and then a gap to a uh, T.Y. Hilton or somebody like that. Or but Leonard, I I don't think that there is one as as great as the Giants. How about the Jets, real quick. I mean, now we're we're staying in New York. If Jamal Adams is number one. <laughs> yeah,
0: Jamal Adams. Uh, nobody. I'm trying to think. Yeah, there were zero other Jets in the top 100. Le'Veon Bell, a former top 100 guy. C.J. Mosley. There was I no mean, other like Jets. I
1: have hope for Darnold and right. Quinn and Williams, and yeah. some of those guys are promising
0: we're projecting and those projections can go in a lot of directions. And especially with quarterbacks, we know it can go very quickly in the upward trajectory or things can stagnate or, or guys can, can fall off in years, two and three of their careers. And a team like Washington, even with, you know, Terry McLaurin, is he going to be, it's tough to break into that wide receiver group. And we talked about how many good players Galladay aren't in it. And we talked about the quarterbacks, Matt Ryan and uh, Matthew Stafford aren't even in it. So it's hard to break that group, and I think it's the it might be the two teams in New York that have the biggest disparity between one and two right now.
1: <laughs> Maybe, and Washington's a good one. And with all respect to McLaurin, who I think is going to be a really good player and already is, it might be Chase Young and then Gap.
0: Right, like, and that's how a calendar Eventually. a calendar year in the NFL is an eternity. And next year at this time, it could be that same gap with Washington where. Chase Young is a dude, dude, and everyone else is like, eh. And and, and even with McLaurin, I think he's really good. I don't know if there's a lot more there than what we saw, but maybe that's just my pre-draft bias because I was already surprised by what we did see.
1: Yeah, and what we saw was great. Like, if he does that basically every year of his career, the Redskins should be very, very happy. And, you know, a, a little more quarterback help wouldn't hurt either.
0: There's some other news that ties into some of the Twitter Thursday questions we got yesterday that I want to get into. Um, One of those being Devontae Freeman. Did you see the news about... uh, So there's two free agents, Devontae Freeman and Jadavian Clowney. It's becoming more and more difficult to find a landing spot for those players. Bruce Arians was asked about Devontae Freeman. He's like, oh, sure, we'd sign Devontae Freeman, but he wants way too much money, so we're not going to do that. (laughs) And uh, there's another article today I saw that was from... um, I think it might have been from... Freeman himself on Twitter, he says a bunch of teams are interested in signing him, but uh, apparently, I I mean, he's a good player, so I'm sure a lot of teams have talked to him, but the fact that he's not signed is also pretty telling. So unless his price drops, and it's much like Jadavian Clowney, um, I don't know where that perfect landing spot is because they're probably not going to get that market rate that they expected when free agency began.
1: Yeah, let's talk about that in a couple layers here for a bit too because I think Freeman is a... A really good player, and I think I could probably come up with five teams that could use him not in a featured role. Um, Tampa absolutely comes to mind. How about a compliment for David Montgomery? You know, like there's a couple spots, Philadelphia, you know, there's spots like that that I think, you know, maybe in Pittsburgh. But, sure, you can use a guy like that, but it, it really came out when he was talking with Seattle, and Seattle went to the Carlos Hyde route, that – it sounds like he's just asking too much. And I understand he's got a strong track record, but you got to understand the market right now. But where I really wanted to go with this, and this applies much more to Clowney than Freeman is it's becoming a lot more, not apparent, but quite possible and is being reported more and more often that the salary cap could drop and maybe even drastically next year. So I don't we haven't talked about this, but this really scares the heck out of me. I mean, that could change roster construction an unbelievable amount. I mean, these guys have budgeted year after year for the cap to go up at least a little year after year, and you've structured all your your contracts accordingly. If it's gonna drop by some people are saying like 30 million, you're gonna cut good players left and right. I mean, I don't know how you can sign. Clowney or maybe even Dak Mahomes Watson these type of guys if the cap is going to fall dramatically I mean it's almost like think about if your electric bill and every bill you pay goes up 30 percent next year like I can't buy a new car
0: right every I think every team right now is probably internally having those discussions and saying uh yeah we can't spend because we don't know and future right. dollars might get very dicey, and maybe by 2022 things are more normal. That's also when the new uh, the new TV deal, I believe, is supposed to happen. So I think things might get fixed by then. But at least for 2021, teams have to budget. And if you sign somebody big right now, you got to cut maybe some other guys that you didn't want to cut before, and you probably can't foundation players. Yeah, right. And you can't add new players next offseason that you might have planned. So, uh, and maybe you did have a nice little extra bit of cash going into the off season of 2021 that now is not going to be there because the cap is lower. So a lot of things to consider. So when it comes to guys like Freeman and Clowney, I don't see any way that they sign more than a one year deal at this point. And that goes for any free agent still out there on the market, which brings me to Clowney. What team's Would he want to go to, like, who's that Super Bowl contender that's like, okay, we'll we'll do whatever we have to do under the current cap. We can afford to sign him at whatever we can afford for one year. Are there any fits like that for Clowney? Then he has to figure out long-term what he's going to do, maybe next offseason, maybe another one-year deal, and then do something in 2022. I just, I don't know.
1: Yeah, and even before all this craziness, like when we were looking at free agency pre-COVID, before free agency even opened, I've said many times, I thought Jadavion Clowney would be the most overpaid free agent on the, uh, in the whole group, because I think he's a good player who wants to get paid like Khalil Mack or Von Miller, a great player, and he's not that, because he takes plays off, frankly, and it goes back to South Carolina, he's an up-and-down effort guy, great against the run and a power player, but he's not an edge bender, and he's not a high sack guy, so I think there's an inflated, like if he was sort of the first pick in the second round and his name was Bob Williamson, you know, everyone would be like, yeah, he's a good player, you know. What I mean, but there's an inflated, you know, idea of who he is. I still think Seattle, who you keep hearing about and knows him well, makes a ton of sense. Heard Cleveland lately, it's a little bit of an odd one considering they have Vernon and Garrett, but, you know, they're an aggressive organization. And Tennessee makes some sense, and their their pass rush has been lackluster. Their edge guys are okay, and Vic Beasley, to me, is not fixing that problem.
0: I think it was the Jets that just came out publicly yeah, and yeah, said, yeah. Uh, well, actually, we're not interested, so that's that. <laughs> I've, I've seen a few of those, and it seems to be going in the wrong direction for a guy like Clowney. And look, maybe he was overrated, or maybe he was going to make too much money. Now it's on the other side of things. Like He he, he can be very disruptive and, and be – A ridiculous player and he might be someone i would prefer to have on a one-year deal than a long-term deal so all of a sudden if that number comes down and it's a one-year situation uh maybe some gms might need to jump on that rather than teams that thought uh we don't want to go down that path long term
1: yeah i think that's a good point too i mean at some point it becomes a golden buying opportunity as long as he recognizes that i have to take 80 cents on the dollar for a one-year deal and then you get the motivated clowny i think people are hesitant to give him a long-term deal
0: and shout out to Jaron, who had the question about Clowney. I didn't mention his name. Thank you for oh, yeah. that tweet. Uh, there's actually some more tweets about this very subject that I want to get to and some other good stuff. Luke Keekley is now maybe going to get into the scouting world is an interesting one. Let's talk about that next. Are you a do-it-yourselfer like me? Then rockauto.com is your place. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low rockauto.com is also a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years they have everything jumper cables which is what i need man i i wanted to help somebody whose car had died and i stopped pull over Go to my trunk. I have a newer car. I haven't needed to jump anything with it. I don't have jumper cables in there. I just thought, you know what? I probably got some jumper cables in the back. Did not have jumper cables. Something you always need, whether it's for your car or uh, somebody else you need to help out on the road. So that's the number one thing I'll be looking for at rockauto.com. But if you need brake pads, if you need motor oil, they have what you need at rockauto.com. The catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com on the subject, Matt, of the the new collective bargaining agreement and what the s- salary cap looks like right now, Aaron on Twitter said, "Do you think the players realize how lucky they are that the CBA passed when it did? There are a lot of pushback. There was a lot of pushback, but now with such an uncertain future in these crazy times, they came out better than if they would have waited on that thing.
1: They absolutely did. I mean, that that's not my specialty. You know, breaking down you know collective bargaining agreements." But clearly, if it would have gone much longer, I'm sure the results would have been much different or they would have signed some kind of one year deal or, you know, um, I I know owners aren't hurting. There's a lot of people out there a lot worse shape than the owners of the 32 teams. But you're counting on those stands being filled and all those beers being drank and all that popcorn getting eaten and whatnot. Uh, And that's why the cap would drop. So clearly, the revenue situation is uncertain, to say the least.
0: Mike says Ian Rappaport reported that Luke Kuechly is most likely going to accept a job as a pro scout for the Panthers as a former scout yourself. Matt, what is the one piece of advice that you would offer him if he asked you? I'm surprised he hasn't reached out to you already.
1: What's that? I'm sorry. I'm surprised Kuechly hasn't reached out to you already. uh, My inbox is full. (laughs) I haven't checked it yet. I'll double check that later. (laughs) Um, I, I think it's interesting because I've been around players that turn scouts and that's not uncommon at all most of them didn't make double digit millions per year you know that they still had a lot of them still had to work and were older guys you know things like that that didn't make this kind of money so he better love it in order to be successful clearly as linebackers go of this generation he's ray lewis like in terms of recognition and knowing the game and work ethic and grinding tape So he probably does love it, but it's not a glamorous life. And um, if he has any reservations about it, he'll probably look at his bank account and be like, ah, this isn't so great. (laughs) Yeah, But he might be great at it. I mean, because he certainly has a football mind for it.
0: And the grind of the road. So I don't think he's going to be that level of scout. If anything, I would assume more of a almost... I think consultant, he was called on the pro
1: side. I yeah, think he's like a,
0: a pro scout consultant where he's home, he's watching film, and he's like, look, because obviously he's a really ex- instinctive guy, a really smart player. You could yeah. use that knowledge game week, you know, him looking at the next opponent and saying, okay, look, this is what they're doing. They're doing this. They're doing this. Just an extra eyes on it. I could see that. And some way you're still, you know, scratching that itch a little bit. You're involved with the game. But, yeah, that's, that's a huge pay drop. And I I fully believe that... Uh, the old saying, you know, coaches coach, players play, scouts scout, and you see that a lot of times with high-profile guys, and it's it, broadcasters broadcast. You see a lot of ex-players go on TV, and sometimes they're great, and sometimes they're awful, and it's like, look, just because you play doesn't mean you're going to be able to do anything else involved with football at a level higher than someone else who did not play, so players play, scouts scout, coaches coach, broadcasters broadcast. Some guys are good at doing both, but that's because they're good at the other thing anyway, not necessarily because a great player makes a great anything else.
1: Right. And, and there's certainly some players in history that were just so talented. Like I heard stories about Ted Williams. He got into coaching and be like, what do you mean you can't see the seams on a curveball? <laughs> you know, like right. Ted, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't do that. You know, you know, like it, just do it like I did it, you know, like that doesn't really fly. But my hunch is, you know, Keekly certainly would have value on the pro side in t- and it's a new coaching staff, obviously in Carolina. He knows Matt Ryan and Drew Brees' tendencies. You know, like he's not far removed from the game. He can help out that, you know, that young group a lot, you know, just even with, you know, uh, advanced scouting stuff.
0: And who knows? Maybe there's a path for him to be, you know, a highly paid front office guy, GM, even in the future. And we've seen some players do that. John Lynch has turned out to be pretty good in that regard. And so, yeah, I'm definitely not going to put anything past him, but he's definitely not going to be that scout that's going on the road and is, is, you know, 187 nights on the road a year and paid (laughs) (laughs) $25,000.
1: Right. That's probably not what he's in line for. It's funny though. I'd love to, I don't know what kind of personality he has. He may not be entertaining, but I would love to have, we've had some quarterbacks, Romo, those type of guys in the booth. I would love to have a linebacker's perspective of, Oh, Mm -hmm. that running back went in motion. This is going to be an inside hand, you know, like just calling out the plays before they happen type of thing.
0: Absolutely. I'm down for that. Here's a question that was actually before our Top 100 episode that I had flagged that I wanted to get to that we never got to last week. Uh, This is from MSU Lions fan on Twitter. So admittedly, this is a biased person, but that's okay. We can have some biased questions sometimes.
1: Who's MSU Lions? Why don't I know that? (laughs) Mississippi State, Michigan State?
0: He's a Michigan State fan and a Lions fan is what I'm getting Oh, that makes sense.
1: They're both in Michigan. That all
0: adds up. Yeah. Uh, he says the Detroit Lions offense, they were a top 10 offense with Stafford last year and only got better this year. Personnel wise would love to hear your thoughts. I would like to add to that question about Stafford who was just outside the top 100 and a guy like Matt Ryan are Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford, two of the most underrated players in the NFL, even though they're guys that are, that are somewhat household names.
1: Yes, I absolutely think so. Uh, we'll get to the Lions in a minute, but I think Ryan is perennially underrated I know he lost the Super Bowl and hasn't won one, but I think he's in a Rivers like Hall of Fame track and has been perennially underrated and not get the credit he deserves as a you know, a long time tier two quarterback when there's only like two or three guys in tier one for your career. To me, that's special and it is worth it. He's still playing at a very high level. I think he's going to throw for a million yards this year. I don't think Gurley's going to be a good running back. I want—I mean, I think Ryan might lead the league in passing yards. So it's just total side note. Stafford's starting to fall into that mold, too. And, the, again, kind of reminds me of Rivers in that he played for a bad organization. I mean, I hate to say it that bluntly, MSU Lions fan, but remember when Sando was on, I mean, the Lions – winning history is abysmal. They're a bad organization until further notice. And that's an uphill climb. You know, like, is, would Haskins be in a better situation if he was with a better team right now? Would we be raving about him if, if he wasn't surrounded by poor talent? I mean, I feel like Stafford has overcome more than most first overall picks just in terms of his career and lack of help from the organization. But I thought he's coming off his best year last year. I thought he was awesome. I thought the offense was really, really good. And I thought it was a top, easy top 10 offense when he was healthy. And now you add Swift to the mix, draft two guards to add a little bit more of a running game. I think on Johnson's still a good player. I think Galladay's a real breakout candidate. And I love TJ Hawkinson. So I pretty much only have good things to say about that side of the ball and Stafford.
0: Yeah, so top 10 offense with Stafford in there. If he stays healthy all year, I, I absolutely am with you. I like what's going on with offense there. So, And they've got a defensive-minded head coach, Matt Patricia. Can he get that side of the ball figured out? And can they make some noise? And I would not put it against the Detroit Lions. So I like what's going on there. And yeah, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, those guys don't get credit being in the the upper echelon of quarterbacks, but they're pretty darn good. And if either one of those teams didn't have that player, probably take them a long time to find a guy as
1: good. Yeah, I mean... Long-term franchise quarterbacks, they don't grow on trees. And maybe Lamar's not in this conversation, but Darnold, Jones, Locke, Baker, Allen, you know, all those type of guys, if they have a Ryan or Stafford career, you'd take that times a million.
0: You said something there comparing Ryan and Rivers. I want to get to that next because we do have a question about Rivers that we didn't get to in the mailbag yesterday and also some talk about the Los Angeles Chargers in 2020. Okay, JDS on Twitter, he says, has Phillip Rivers' career been a little overrated? So we just talked about how Matt Ryan might be underrated. Some comparisons career-wise with Phillip Rivers' A lot of people have called Philip Rivers somewhat underrated throughout his career because he doesn't have rings to show for all of the production, all the years he's been there with the Chargers. So what do you think? Is Philip Rivers actually overrated? And might we say that about guys like Matt Ryan and Matthew Stafford if they continue to play close to 40 years old and still don't have that ring?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think all three of those are on the same tier, similar career paths, you know, great players, questionable Hall of Famers. I lean towards yes if they keep it up. Um, I can't say that he's been overrated though, because I'd be talking on both sides of my mouth because a lot of my, of his career while I've been in the media, I've said he's one of the most underrated players of this generation. And a lot of it comes back to bad organization. Like, and that's rough, but they've always been horrendous on special teams. I mean, like that matters. It costs them a game or two every year. They're, they've never put very much into his offensive line. I, I do think one thing that he gets a little bit of a pass on is people are like, man, he's never had any weapons. Well, Tomlinson and Vincent Jackson and Gates and Keenan Allen. I mean, I think his weapons have been just fine and probably every bit as good as Brady's minus Gronk or some of these other studs. So I, I can't give him that one. But I don't know that the whole team has supported him enough to be quite as successful as Ben, Eli, Breeze, you know, those type of dudes. So I would lean towards a little on the underrated side. But my tune has changed for the present in that I feel like everyone's looking at the Colts and saying, well, we got the problem solved. We got the guy, you know, he's going to lead us to the promised land. I thought he was a pretty bad player last year. and, And I wonder if the wheels are starting to come off. Puts the ball in harm's way a lot. I mean, if he can reel it in and truly game manage and hand the ball to Jonathan Taylor, they'll be a highly competitive team. But I'm not sold that, wow, you know, we got a really good quarterback. We're going to be really good because of the quarterback. I'm not so sure about that.
0: And Frank Reich was talking about how Philip Rivers is a multi-year guy for them. Like they're they're planning on this being like Rivers being their quarterback for a little while. So that's that kind of flies in the face with what we're seeing career trajectory from Philip Rivers. So that's an interesting comment. And if you're thinking Rivers is going to be the savior, yeah, maybe uh, maybe you're asking too much. But at the same time, I do think that there are some things that Rivers could bring that could help them absolutely in the short term. I'm still looking for a long-term quarterback there though.
1: Agreed, agreed, and I still like Jacoby Brissett. Maybe he's not that guy. I mean, that ship maybe sailed, and maybe he shows up somewhere else or whatever. Uh, And maybe Rivers does play a very mature game, reels it in, is end of career Elway like or end of career Elway light, you know, and, and hands the ball, plays defense. But in by nature, he's a risk taker, and we know he doesn't move or create with his legs. And I don't think he throws the ball as well as he used to. So I just have doubts that all of a sudden they just massively upgraded the quarterback spot. I'm not so sure.
0: And I know you are a Jacoby Brissett guy, so yeah. I like him, yeah. And you can like somebody and also not think they're the greatest ever. And you can also Mm -hmm. be down on a player, but really like, you know, it's not like all this... It's not that every player is amazing and they're the best and they're super underrated, or that they're garbage and they should be replaced immediately. <laughs> right. There's a lot of uh, nuance and a lot of gray area with a lot of NFL players, and you know, scheme and landing spot and where they play and what part of career they're in and how healthy they are obviously has a big impact on it. That's why things change so much year to year.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, as you were saying that, I was going to defend Brissett a little bit and say he was injured for a lot of the year. They had very little in the terms of weaponry. I don't know that most you know, borderline starting quarterbacks would have excelled in that situation or non-special quarterbacks would have excelled in that situation. And to take it a step further, I don't know the Rivers would have done very well with that Colts offense last year.
0: Last one, real quick, we have a couple of minutes from Josh. He says, how do you think Tyrod is going to do for the Chargers? Do you think the top five, maybe top three caliber defense can make up for his mistakes and shortcomings as a quarterback?
1: Very cautiously optimistic. I've quietly been adding him to my dynasty rosters because I keep getting rumblings that they're going to take a few pages out of the Ravens offensive playbook. So he's not Lamar, but I do think his legs can't be underrated. can't be overlooked. And he, I, I think the key, which was a huge problem with Rivers was he values the football at an Alex Smith like level. I mean, he does not turn the ball over. And if you let the playmakers be playmakers with a little bit better offensive line than they had, I'm cautiously optimistic that Taylor does a pretty darn good job. And we might not see Herbert all year, and we might see a 10-6 and six type Chargers team. I don't think that's unrealistic.
0: Who takes an NFL snap first, Tua or Herbert?
1: Tua. I think Fitzpatrick's going to turn back into a pumpkin. I mean, he's okay. been a pumpkin <laughs> his whole life and had a really good year. Where Taylor, I think, is a better player, more consistent far less bad plays than Fitzpatrick. And I also think the Chargers will be more competitive later into the year than Miami.
0: Glad we got to hit some of those overflow questions from Twitter Thursday. Thanks everybody for getting involved. You can always hit me at BD Peacock on Twitter with questions anytime throughout the week. And Matt is at Williamson NFL. We'll be back Monday right here, Locked on NFL.